Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now, onto the Sharkies versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, this was this is a really interesting game because this completion rate from both teams was terrible. Terrible. Uh, but the, the Rabbitohs' magic, they just have it. They got the magic. They got the superstars to get the job done. Firstly, I want to say this. We've already kind of said this, but I want to say it again. Lockie Ilias and the decision to keep him, it's a home run. The, there is, the jury is no longer out as to whether it was the right call. They've made a prelim. It's a win-win situation. Reynolds to the Broncos was a good thing for the Broncos, but Ilias to the Rabbitohs, um, I think there's a lot of people, including myself, that were absolutely wrong. The Rabbitohs, they made a decision. They stuck with it. Uh, it was absolutely the right decision, and they deserve all the praise for making the, one of the top – It'd probably be one of the toughest decisions I've ever made. Mm. Like Reynolds is a a legend of the Rabbitohs and they made that tough decision for the future of their club and they deserve all the praise that they're going to get. I was wrong. It's the right call. Ilias's future is fucking incredible in my eyes at the moment. Yeah, I, I was very high on Ilias and I, I sort of said last year, I think he could be the halfback for 10 years, but there's not a hope in hell I would have made that decision last year. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm. Uh, there's no way that I would have let Adam Reynolds go to back in a young halfback in this competition. And right, outside of the Rabbitohs, look at every other team that, that have been in a similar boat like that, that decision's been proven to be the right one. Yeah. Yeah. But in this situation, and, you know, the Bunnies inside their four walls, as they should, they knew better than anyone else, and they've nailed it. <clears throat> Absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like, and as well, what's crazy is it, it hasn't been smooth sailing. Like, he didn't come in and set the world alight. He got hooked. And yet, you know, it's it's amazing. It's it's such a ballsy call, and it was the right call. And massive, just a massive congratulations to Demetrio, to Ilias, and all of the admin at South because it's proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. What do you reckon, Timmy? 
Yeah, it has been absolutely bang on decision, and I, I like if they do hold Reynolds, it's probably a similar result in there. You know, there's every chance they're sitting in a prelim final. Maybe they had a better regular season, might have finished top four. Um, but the fact is they're there with Ilias and just as a long-term decision, you know, even if they do get knocked out this week against the Panthers, it's like, geez, they're, they're looking good down the track by making that decision because we spoke before about uh, Latrell and the money that he'll command and you know, do they hold everyone in this side with him on that money? Well... The fact is there that with, with Cookie there, Cody Walker both commanding big money, Cam Murray, Ilias is what's allowing them to be together right now because yeah, he would be point. on bugger all money. If that's Adam Reynolds, well, they'd be sitting there looking at next year going, geez, some things are going to change here. Someone's going. Yeah. 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 So it's Ilias. It's yeah. a great point. Yeah. It's a really, really good point. Like, it's masterful roster management. Mm. Um, because and, and Ilias is just re-signed too. So, and if the fact that they can get Ilias and also get Trell, I, I think Cody Walker will 100% follow suit. They make a prelim, let's say in a crazy world where they make the GF, then you can go to Cook and say, look, mate, like Cook and Walker and say, look, you maybe could get some, a lot more somewhere else or a bit more somewhere else. But we're, we're playing for premierships at this club right now. And Ilias will be in his second year next year. Uh, and and what's, what's, in, what's really impressive about the Rabbitohs is I still think that they've got room for a bit of recruitment in the outside backs and maybe even forwards. Um, so, fuck, what, what, a, what a year from the Rabbitohs. What a year. I, I, like, I have to be honest, like, I thought at the start of the year, if they make the eight, that's a win. They made the prelim. Amazing. Crazy. I, mate, I'm in the exact same boat with, with Reynolds and Ilias and probably was, I probably held the opinion of Reynolds up until pretty recently, especially after the... Um, the Dragons game. I've I've never been more thrilled as a, as a Rabbitohs fan to be just completely wrong, and it, and it shows why that that like the people in their positions are making their, those positions because they they are some really really smart decisions that have been made, and I think a majority of Rabbitohs fans like were all pretty much thinking the same thing at the start of the year and the first half of this year. And Lockie Illis is a young kid who would have been extremely aware of the noise and to be a halfback of such a a team that just came from a grand final it's it's such a credit to him and I was extremely stoked to see and, and again I've never been happier to be proven wrong about something and I'm so happy for really he looks like a he's the happy-go-lucky person as well around the club but I've I was super stoked I, I went to the Rabbitohs end of season launch and there were only two standing ovations of the night one of them was George Pickens coming to his first ever presentation to present the award and the other one was Lockie Elias winning rookie of the year the whole the whole the whole theater or everyone stood up and and applauded him for winning that award and like he was obviously going to win it but it's one of the biggest jobs in the history of the club to to replace Adam Reynolds in the circumstances that happened so congratulations Lachlan yeah and well deserved fuck what an incredible year just on him as well like and yeah, he's going to be playing for Greece in the World Cup, and he's one of their very few first-grade guys. Like, Jesus, it'll be a good opportunity for him to also just that team will be his mm. for those six or seven weeks. And I'm not expecting them to put a dent in the World Cup or anything, but I do remember, you know, the last World Cup, Mitch Moses took on that um, Lebanon side and made it his, and I, I thought he took so much confidence from that World Cup where he really owned that footy side. Like, um, the, the the next few weeks for Ilias coming out of this South system where he's sort of, you know, he's he's probably. <coughs> fourth or fifth down the pecking order mm. as far as their spine and everything goes for him to go in there for a few weeks and really have a chance to be the main ball player in a side I, I think that'll be good for him as well mm. yeah 
For sure. I mean, it definitely can't hurt. And you're right, Mitch Moses at Lebanon. I think the work with Freddie and, and that whole trip, he definitely did come back a bit more mature. Definitely, yeah. Um, now, on to the Rabbitohs game. Uh, we'll talk about Rabbitohs first. Uh, they were just too slick in attack. And, I, you know, some of their defence was really good as well, but just just their attack and ability to... I mean, they scored on their first tackle on the Sharks' line. And I wrote, like... Um, in my talking points like that is danger signs danger signs for the Sharkies the fact that and also it wasn't on the edge it was one off the ruck yeah. um, and so yeah Rabbitohs their fifth prelim in a row uh, to do what they're doing Latrell Mitchell 12 kicks in a row that he's gotten in finals footy uh, you know I, I just thought again the interesting thing about the Rabbitohs is like when I look at that forward pack you have to remember, this was out without Tom Burgess. Mate, that, he's supposed to be their big dog. Now, Totola has obviously taken that mantle. But when you look at that forward pack and you compare it to, say, the Eels or, you know, Roosters, you go, you, you know, on paper it's a little bit light. But then you go out and watch them play and they just work as a unit so well. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to, I think Arrow's been really good. Hopefully he's good to go next week. But um, Hame Sele. I think he's been so fucking good these last few weeks. Um, and every time they have to bring off their main guy, like a Totola or Nichols, they don't miss a beat with Sele coming on the field. And I mean, there'd be a lot of people that don't even know Sele as an NRL player. And yet he's impacting games every time he gets on the field. Um, and, and he's only going to get better. I'd assume he's relatively young. Uh, and we've got to talk about him. My main man, Cameron Murray. Holy fuck. What a game. What a game by Cam Murray. He had a try, a try assist, 147, 147 metres, five tackle breaks, a line break, a line break assist, 37 tackles, one missed. At 23 years old, he was asked to take over the most history club in the NRL. 23 years old. In the same team as three origin players in Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Latrell Mitchell. He takes it over... In a, time, in a year, they lost Gagai, they lost Bennett, rookie coach, rookie seven, and they have not missed a beat. He deserves all the praise in the world, and if he's not the next Australian captain after Teddy, I'll be pretty surprised. Like, this kid is something special, and on the weekend, he was at his dynamite best. Yeah, that try before halftime, like, just didn't run through anyone. and through Dale Finucan. What was – I mean – I know, yeah, we've all missed tackles, but T. Wilton, what the hell? What was no he doing? Yeah. Like, he wasn't even dummying. And he just, anyway. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it also, like, uh, as much as I, I thought the same thing, Wilton was caught out of position a little bit. Like, the leg speed of Cam Murray can't yeah. be underappreciated. Oh, like, for he's sure. He's just incredible. I was looking at some stats before the game started, and. Um, Totola, he's run for over 170 metres, I think it was 11 times this year. They've won 10 of those games. Wow. He got 175 on the weekend and they, they, they won again. So, obviously, Tom Burgess, and I would agree with that, he's probably the alpha of that pack. Without him, Totola was, was going to be key. And as much as it's not the Tamalolo 300 metres, the insane stuff, uh, Totola's just so solid for them. That harm seller you mentioned, fuck. He's been good, eh? That, you see that first hit up he took? Mm. He went bang into contact and he walked out of three tackles and then just looked for yep. the off. He did the same thing against the Chooks last week. He really took it to them. He's another one that I've, I don't know how the Dragons let him go. Think about this, though. What if I said to you last year, 
the Rabbitohs will win the second. They'll win the second game of uh, finals without Tom Burgess, without Adam Reynolds, without Dan Gagai, and without Wayne Bennett. You would have said you're off your fucking head. <laughs> they won't even make the eight. They are now in a prelim. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's yep. amazing. Um, I thought Cookie was much better as well this week. I thought he, uh, he was like just probing a little bit more than he usually does and he was a bit more confident with his probing. I think it was pretty evident last week that Damien Cook was underdone yeah. Yeah. for sure. So he, he looked much better in this game. And, you know, I, I thought when Demetrio t- t- took him off, what was it, Matty, in like the 50th minute last week around that mark? Uh, I think it was a little later, but yeah. I'll, I'll look I it just up. remember thinking, you're mad. What, what are you doing? But I, I think it paid dividends this weekend for mm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy, what do you think about the Rabbitohs? Yeah, I can't believe we've gone 10, 15 minutes of Bunny's chart without men- any mention of uh, the GOAT, Nosy Nichols. <laughs> Nosy Nichols, first try. Mate. Big game player. Oh, tell Marky me about Nosy Nichols. I've got, got a little little side story about Nosy back in uh, his NYC Toyota Cup days in the 20s with the Raiders and... Mm. He was, I think it was, it was 2009 and a few decent uh, future NRL players in that side. Really good goal kickers would be down the line. And it was the last, I think it might have even been captain's run before their first game of the season. And boys were sitting around the sideline kicking a few goals. And old Nosey's put the ball on the tee from the left-hand touchline. Bang, bang, bang. Three on the trot over the black dot. Just nailed them all. <laughs> Andrew McFadden was coaching them at the time mm. and he said, you know what, stuff it. I've seen enough. And he gave him the goal-kicking duty. <laughs> no way. There was no ability in it at all. He's just fluke three of the best kicks you'll ever go. So he went out and kicked for the Raiders' 20s in game one of the season. Safe to say, he hasn't kicked since. <laughs> <laughs> the great Mark Nichols. Oh, fuck, how funny is that? Three from the sideline gets a gig. Um like I think he'll be missed as well. Uh, he's a real good. He's like a, a real good salary cap player. And what I mean by that is, is like you're not breaking the bank for him. But this is a guy that not only this year has he stepped in, up in finals. Last year he stepped up in finals, but he was incredible last year. He ran for like 200 meters in a prelim, I think. And this is where credit to the coach because normally he's he's a classic guy that will play mad under Wayne Bennett. Yeah. But yeah. no one else will be able to get it out of him. All of a sudden, Demetrio, like, mate, you go through that pack. Tola's improved out of sight. Mark Nichols has improved. Jai Arrow's been fantastic this year. Colin Montungi's turned into a premier back rower. Cam Murray's managed that. Somehow he managed to get Cam Murray to a new level as well. Every single forward has improved after Wayne Bennett has left, which has been unheard of mm. throughout history. It's a really good point. I mean, you could argue the only one that's, you know, and he's been injured, but like Tom Burgess, you'd say, is the only one that hasn't. And he's the one where you would think would be stay consistent because he's the, the big dog. Mm. Um, and not saying he's had bad one at all. Like I'm just saying, like I reckon it's probably been his second best season after last year. Yeah, yeah, he's for sure. He's still been great. He's still been great. But I, I'm saying, like, I agree with your point. Everyone yeah. has improved. Like Totola has just exploded. Like he is taking on the biggest packs and and winning them, winning every battle. Um, shout out to my main man Campbell Graham. He might be fu- he he might become my favorite player. Seriously, he's. His runs are different to everyone else's runs because he always takes the shittest hit-ups. And every time he takes those hit-ups, I'm going, he's about to get dominated. Like, there's no way those front rowers aren't going to belt the fuck out of that big, gangly, sexual being that is Campbell (laughs) Graham. And he just fucking punches through the line every time. And he broke his ribs against the Roosters. Broke a rib against the Roosters. So he's been playing with a broken rib for two weeks. Campbell Graham, 
Big Sexy. Holy shit. So he's playing with broken ribs and he's running like that. That is, that is like, that doesn't make sense. Big it's, stretch. Mate, and <laughs> I think, like, people forget as well how, one, how young Campbell Graham is. Like, what is he, Matt? 22? 23. So pretty young. And, mate, he, he was a winger coming through the grades the mm. entire time. He's been changed to centre two years ago. I think what he's done has been incredible, Campbell Graham, and I, I really hope the rep duties aren't far away for him. I honestly uh, – look, I understand he has to continue form for sure, but I hope that this year has proven that, okay, he may not have the highlights of a Stags or a Critter, but he has to be the next specialist in line, specialist centre in line outside of – you know, I understand Whiten and Burton. Look, the line is massive because we've got these incredible players that can play centre. But if you're looking for a – I just think that – for too long, his name isn't thrown in the conversation. I think anyone that watches rugby league now, if you don't put him in the conversation next year, let's say there's an injury or whatever, then I don't think you're watching – you clearly aren't watching Campbell Graham because if you watch any Rabbitohs game play, he is one of the best players on the field and it would be a travesty if he doesn't wear that blue jersey by the end of his career. And I, look, I understand the line is long, the Whiten, the Burton, the Trell. You know, I get all that, but – he deserves to play in origin. He is so fucking good. He's so consistent. The amount of times where I think, oh, they're going to break the line, like it's a crazy play that's been put on his edge, and he just shuts the play so down. Good. Boom. Every single time, it's just dead, dead in the water. Uh, he was outstanding. I want to give a shout-out to Isaiah Tass. Like, where did he come <laughs> from? Like, I know, I know we predicted, I know we predicted it because we were calling for him to start in the centres, but I didn't think he'd be this consistent. Like, he is a consistent good for uh, centre, impact in the game. Another game where he runs over 150 metres, 167 metres, 11 tackles, only two misses in the centre. That's a fucking good knock. Um, another guy, Tane Milne. When he came into the grade this year, I know he played a bit other places, I was like, I, I just don't think he's a first grader. I think he's, he's going to float in and out. He's been arguably their best outside back the last few weeks. And again, credit to Demetrio, getting the best out of these players. Like, and what I love about Milne is like he's a he's a player that oppositions would hate because he's super fucking aggressive. But if he plays for your side, you love that shit. Um, you know what on him and Matt will be able to shed a bit more light on this. But he like he was pretty ordinary in the back line through a lot of this season. I, I, from what I saw, the Bunnies had made a decision to turn him into a middle middle forward or middle middle or edge. Because he went back to New South Wales Cup and he was playing as a starting lock for them. Mm. And then did he not play a bit in the middle off the bench as a forward yep. again later on this season? Yeah. So they nearly conceded, oh, we see a future as, yep. as a forward. And now he's coming out doing this. Mate, it's yep. happened at every club he's ever been at. He yeah, starts right. as a centre winger and then eventually they go, fuck it, you're too big, you're too strong, we'll move into the back row. Like he, he played lock for Fiji in the middle of the year. Oh, I reckon there's a good chance he'll be in the pack for Fiji again. Oh, I remember we were talking. It was saying, yeah, he looked good. We were like, mm. fuck, he should probably play lock because he was struggling on yeah. the edge. He was the same at the Warriors. He was playing reserve grade in the back row for them and he was absolutely whacking people. He's a, he's a good guy to have in your side. Just on Isaiah Tass as well. Like We obviously we praised him all off-season and said he's the guy to pick. And I'll be honest with you, when he came in three weeks later, I was like, fuck, might have got this one wrong. Mm. I don't know if he's up for it just yet. And honestly, ever since I've had those thoughts... He has been sensational for them. So good. Yeah. Like, 
Well, I, I, I didn't know he'd be good, but I was confident he would be good because the only problem I had with him was his error count. I think we spoke about it. Yeah. But his ball running, his contact, his strength, his, 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 even his uh, delicate tip-ons and that um, was really good. But I, again, I did not predict that he would be this good and this consistent. And it should also be noted that like the reason why we spoke about him because you know, we'd seen him play Queensland Cup, we'd sat him, we'd watched some of those highlights. They were all on the right side. Mm. Yeah, I wanted Campbell Graham at left centre and him at right. Yeah, it's true. We, and we they talked about that. Quite a lot. Left, yeah. yeah. Um, just quickly on Tony Milne, I hope it's. I hope I'm saying it right. In the last three games, he scored four tries and had five line breaks. Fuck. And then we're talking roosters, roosters, sharks. We're not mm. talking fucking. Um, so he's been, you know, really, really good. Yeah, uh, it was funny in that game. Tane was marking um, Lockie Miller. Uh, their partners both work together. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, you know, uh, we'll talk about Trell. You know, Trell's basically, I mean, it seems like Trell's gone, okay, want me to be the villain? I'll be the villain. Um, and I'll be the best one you've seen. Yeah, and I'll just keep nailing. His conversions, I swear, I feel like every conversion's from the sideline for him and he just nails it every time. Uh Talk about, if you ever wanted an example of why stats aren't the be-all and end-all, and don't get me wrong, we read stats on this. They're a good indication. They really are. But if there's one player that breaks that mould where you can't look at the stats, it's Latrell Mitchell. You have to watch the games to see what this guy does mm. on the field. You know what I th- thought was crazy? If you want to see how strong he is, I know he dropped the ball. It was because Ramian defended really well. But Jesse Ramian jams in. Latrell drops the ball, but he's so fucking strong, he puts Ramian on the ground and then he throw, like he lazily throws out another arm and fends <laughs> who was that someone that ran across but I just thought if like Ramian is one of the fucking strongest centers in the comp bar none Latrell is so strong that even when he's dropping a ball he can bump blokes and then throw out a lazy fend and fend someone else off uh, so yeah look really really exciting times um, you know we haven't even spoken about Keon his hands for oh. the try with Latrell was wild for, for, like, rugby league purists, that has to be one of your favourite tries of the season, doesn't that it? That was like. amazing. We're talking about a, what, 110-kilo, 23-year-old edge back row, no-look passing, but not no-look passing to a guy that is already there ready to get the ball. No-look passing into space, predicting that the guy behind him is going to be there. <laughs> That's amazing. That, oh, I thought that trial was incredible. Like that, oh. th- that play started on the other side of the post. Like I think it's fair to say the ball spent longer in the air than in hands. It's amazing. That was like impossible just, to defend. You can't though. defend that. You yeah. cannot possibly defend that. It was. It was so impressive, and I don't know. It, it sort of looked like to me like it's not like it was a set play. I just think that it was that they all just sensed that that was Oof. on, and that, that Jesus, it's a sign of a, a, a of a good football team. And, like, again, I think a guy like Keon is, like, we're still not at his potential. Like, I still think there's more for him to give. Um, and it's not, like, because he's lazy or anything at all. I just think that a guy as talented as him, he's a big, strong ball runner. When he gets put in even better positions on the edge there, because, like, a lot of the time edge back rowers for Rabbitohs are really line runners and they clean up a lot. Like, think about it. Over the last few years, have the edges – you know, really been, say, similar to a kick-out or even um, even a Roosters Angus Crichton. Like, you know, not really the same. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, Keon has done some pretty amazing things. 
I still think that there's going to be times when they bring Keon into the game and we're going to see even more from him. That's how good I think the kid is. Uh, just, just on that, you talk about like the, those edge back rowers. Like the Rabbitohs last year, Alex Johnson scored 30 tries on that wing. Mm. We know how dominant the left edge was. Jairo was on that left edge. He scored two tries the entire season. Yeah, because he's running the good lines yep. that give him the space on the edge. Uh, yeah, and I know we've already shouted him out, but Jairo, I, I think that it's easily the best year since he's arrived, no doubt. Um, and he just gets through so much work that doesn't get appreciated. Uh, his clean-up, his aggressiveness. Uh, I really hope he's okay next week. I really do. Um, anything else stood out for you guys? What was it with Jai? Was it a groin injury, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. groin. He said it will be sweet, but didn't look good. Didn't look good. But he said the, his facial was worse than the injury. But he may be just so fucking tough that he's just going to play through whatever. What would you do if Jai's out? Who do you... Because you lost um, Havili as well, who I, I think he'll be a loss off the bench for you. That's another guy, Havili. Like Demetrio, yeah. getting the best out of him. Like when they signed Havili, I was like, where, what position are they signing him for? Like maybe a backup hooker, but Cook's an 80 minute player. He's been fantastic. Um, yeah, so look, Rabbitohs, what an incredible. Look, I mean, to be uh, fair though, their completion rate, they got to sort that out. Because if they. They may be the better attacking side than the Cowboys, but if there's one thing that I can be confident of, the Cowboys are going to complete at a high rate. Like, I'll be very surprised if the Cowboys complete at less than 80% at home in Townsville. If you go to Townsville, actually, well, wait, I'll wait. We'll get to it at the preview. Um, anyway, anything else you guys want to talk about, Rabbitohs? No, I just, yeah, as you just said there, mate, I think that if they put out that same performance that they did the other night... Oh, I think that they could be in trouble, though. We've got to see improvement out of them. Yeah. Oh, not against Cowboys. Yeah, it's against Penrith. Pen so that, pen that's yeah. going to be a Even huge worse. test. For, if, in saying, yeah, we'll if, get to a preview. Yeah, if they play like that but complete high, then they can really yes. worry the, the yeah. Panthers. Okay, now to the Sharkies. Um, look, I, I tipped the Sharkies because I, I just thought that they would bounce back from last week. I thought that they had the best goal line defence all season long. They're, I thought that... You know, their completion rate, I think, was around 80%. So I thought that they were going to bring that into this game and I thought they would just suffocate the Rabbitohs. But I will say, I think at the start of finals footy, when I said that I was unsure about the Sharkies because I just didn't know if they had that extra gear in them to go to that next level, uh, I think that that has kind of come true. Uh, I also think, you know, at the start of the year when I said they will have a great year, but I don't know if they're going to have long enough to pull it all together to fight for a, a premiership. I think we saw that evidence um, on the weekend. I will say, though, in their defence, they lost Talakai, who is so important to their game and does not get enough appreciation. Uh, and they also lost Royce Hunt. Um, and who else? They lost another player too, didn't they? Anyway, Royce Hunt um, and Talakai are big losses. I think also the decision to select Tracy and Miller on the same edge, I think two small bodies was not a good idea. And also, not only two small bodies, but two players that haven't really played in those positions much all year. Uh, now, Connor Tracy's played a little bit, but not a lot. Um, so, the year is still a very successful year for the Sharkies. But I do think that they're still one or two recruitments away from challenging for a premiership. Uh, and my concern about could they go to that next level in finals footy, I think that kind of came true. What do you think, Guru? Yeah, I think, the, as you said, the selection of the two smaller bodies, especially when you're going up against Campbell Graham and Tane, 
That was always like two big bodies Fucking there. Fucking big boys. Very hard to handle. Uh, and yeah, mate, I, I like oh, I was obviously reasonably high on the Sharkies heading into the finals. And I st- as, as much as it's an if and a but, fuck that extra time game against the Cowboys. Mm, took it out of them. Um, but like, I, re- I reckon the whole narrative is flipped if they win that. All of a sudden they're at home with a two-week prep coming up against, who, who would they be playing? The Paramount Eels. Mm. Coming off a few games, like everything changes, but that's finals footy. You got to stand up and you and you got to deliver in those moments. The Cowboys did. Um, just just on the Sharkies, like throughout the season, they they conceded an average of fifteen points per game. In the last two finals games, they've conceded seventy. Yeah, and that and that was like my point in regards to like the finals footy. And you know, Cam Smith has said it on our show numerous times. He's like, it's a different season. It's not the same. It is a different kettle of fish it's a different style of footy everything is different and that was my concern with the sharkies is like could they go up a gear with finals footy and i think they kind of prove that they they can't they they didn't they didn't yeah yeah and i and look as i said i think that if they would have won that first game for example it's a completely different story but at the end of the day you consider 30 points in a final at home so that's yeah, yeah. so that's you you do make got a little bit unlucky at the end but you made your own bed throughout the rest of the game anyway mm. Uh, Timmy, what do you think about the Sharkies? Yeah, I, I was so disappointed that Sifa was out because it, it just changed the complexion of this game so much. I, I can pretty well guarantee, I think, that if Sifa plays, that this scoreline is a lot, lot closer. And, and that's not necessarily because Sifa is a freak. He's important to this team. You know, he's not everything. He's a centre at the end of the day. Not the most um, prolific role on the field. But just the fact that, and you already touched on it, can be having Miller and Tracy there on, on that left edge, they just got torn apart. Just about everything good the Bunnies did was down their right edge of Milne and uh, Milne and Campbell Graham. Now, we look at this Bunnies team who nearly their entire attack is structured around getting it to that left edge and stripping them and getting Alex Johnson out wide. They've obviously seen that right edge of the Sharks. And again, great great coaching for Dimitri and Gorn. That's the edge we need to target. And they've had so much success down there. If Sifa's there, it means that Tracy stays on the wing. There's no Lockie Miller who, you know, it's not on him that they lost in this manner. But there was just a lot of changes out wide. And it really did – it, it cost them the game, among other things. But, um, you know, I, I don't like dwelling on the ifs and buts of if Sifa played. But it just would have changed so much. And then – it annoyed me a little bit. My one of my very few criticisms of Craig Fitzgibbons is just chops and changes his wingers like their edges all the time. Between mm. um, I know Mulitalo's gone different edges and Katoa got injured, but <coughs> just keeps changing them. And like Mulitalo, the last three weeks, I think he's gone one side to the other side to the other side, and it just hurts his cohesion. And when you build these combinations. Between your centres, your back rowers, your wingers, your halves, it just throws you out of whack and I think they really got exposed on the weekend. Mm. So do you think that they were more worried about the Rabbitohs' strong left edge and that's why they put... I, d- I don't know why they sw- switched Mully Taylor over again because he played he played on the right side the week before and then he played... Sorry, I keep getting confused, but yeah. He was on the right yesterday, which is which is uh, the Rabbitohs' yeah, left. He was on the right, so he played, he played left the week before, and I just I don't know why he keeps shopping and changing them. Mm. And look, in in fairness to the Sharkies, they're also missing Katoa as well. Uh, Kennedy is only in his second game back from an eight week injury or six mm-hmm. to eight week injury. So look, there are reasons to look at and go, but the one thing, and uh, we spoke about it in regards to so the last game of the year. 
they played the doggies. Yes. They played the doggies and they completed it like fucking, I don't know, something really poor. 64%. 64%. The Cowboys played the Panthers reserve grade side and they completed it 80 plus percent. And that to me was the warning sign of the Cowboys have standards that they refuse to budge on. The Sharkies, I mean, I'm sure they, they work towards that. But they came into the biggest game of the year and had a 62% completion rate. And you are never going to win a game at 62% completion rate unless you have crazy superstars that can just pull things out of their ass. Now, Rabbitohs are notorious like for you know, having poor completion rates you know, at, at stages. And they have these superstars and get them out of it. Whereas the Sharkies, um, as I said, incredible year. But to, like, it's almost like the best thing that can happen for them though, because now they go into the next off season going, we still got a long way to go. Whereas if they, let's say they beat the Cowboys by two points and then they lose in a prelim, is it as much of a negative finish as say bouncing out two games in a row? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wonder whether this will kind of light a fire under them to realise, like, we're actually quite a ways away from being a premiership threat. Oh, I was just then I was just running through some um, some numbers that are in front of me. So, Talakai being out, just to show you how much of a loss he was. Uh, you had Tracy and you had Miller. They combined for 180 metres, run metres between the two of them. Over the last five weeks, Siffers averaged 200 run metres. Wow. They combined for 65 post-contact metres. Siffer has averaged 90 post-contact <laughs> metres last five weeks. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And that, I think that's the thing that people under, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in the stats, super coach, and fantasy and all this sort of stuff when it comes to Talakai about him having these high ceilings. But Like this try assist and the tries yeah, rather than the mate, actual... Look at the... Like he's averaging 200 metres at centre. Mm. It, mm. is, it is unbelievable the way that he's finished. Like he, he's averaging 200 metres at centre. I think he's had two line breaks in the last few weeks. Like it's not like he's also stacking himself up by running 50 metres on. They're tough yeah, carries. Tough carries, yeah. Yeah, the hit-ups pretty much, all of them. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, so, look, uh, Craig Fitzgibbon was quite quite, uh, quite a brutally honest assessment of the game. He basically said, you know, you know who you are if you didn't defend kind of well, basically saying that they didn't meet the standards they'd set all year. Um, I like that. I like It would have been very easy for Fitzgibbon to go in there and go, boys, we came second and, okay, yeah, we got beaten – um, you know, first two weeks, very easy to rest on the fact that they finished the whole year second. But clearly, Fitzgibbon already in his head is like, we, we, we want to win premierships. We don't come here to just finish second. Yeah, I think the mindset shown in that press conference yeah. is very important. It's not a, yeah, as you said, it's not a, we're happy to be here. We've done well because we're the Sharks. It's, we're here to win comps. We should be winning comps. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, outside of that, um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I thought Nico tried his heart out, you know, really, really tried to get some things going, but there just wasn't enough go forward for him or Moylan to really yep. 
do anything. Uh, when you like, this is the meters of the Ford pack. Um, Rudolph, 94 meters. Uh, Braley, 26. Ueli, Hamlin Ueli, 75. Nikora, 45. Wade Graham, 57. And Fanukin, 112. Very, very tough to get something going when you're just struggling to get go forward. Now, granted, Rabbitoh's defense was outstanding. Like, their, their line speed was crazy. Um, shout out to Mulatalo, though. Oh, I just want to give him a massive rap. Mulatalo is such a deceptively good winger. I just don't think he gets the same raps as the best in the business. But he's, I'd argue, he's starting to become one of the best in the business. He's tall. He's a bit rangy. He doesn't look like, you know, he's that strong, but he is super strong. He doesn't look like he's that fast, but he's fast. He doesn't look like, because he's so tall and rangy, does he have the skill set? Yes, he does. Um, Multalo was outstanding on the weekend. He was really the shining light for me. And I can't wait to see him continue to develop as a, as a winger. 150 run metres from nine runs in a team that was on the back foot the entire night. Yeah. Well, I don't think they conceded. Could be, I don't think they conceded down that edge, which is the bunny's left edge, which is probably the best attacking edge in the NRL, mm. which is just decimated teams all season. Now, I know I said that they did play down the other edge a little bit due to the change-up of personnel, but Mulitalo, a big part of that, mm. they defended that edge. I think yeah. Cody Walker scored his one try, but again, that was that was sort of was happening on the inside a little bit more. Mm. Oh. Um. Yeah, like Jesse Ramian, I think he's an outstanding year, like a really good year. I will say, though, that knock-on try was one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen, the one where Jesse Ramian uh, taps the ball down and they say it was a knock-back. In, in what world has that ever been a knock-back? If that, if that ball would have bounced and he picked it up, it would have been a knock-on for all money. He was facing the Rabbitohs. <laughs> like, when I see calls like that, and that's when I, I get my tinfoil hat on and I go, are you trying to keep them in the game? Because how in the world? You've got two touchies on either side. You've got the ref there. You've got the video ref as well. And that isn't a knock-on. In what, in what stratosphere is that not a knock-on? And, like, again, you just don't want these calls ruining tight games. And I said it to him in a text. I said, do you reckon he gives that call as not a knock-on? If it's a tight game, I don't think he does. Like, how many times we see tries, there is like three minutes of replays and we're going, get on with it. That was try confirmed after like one replay. It's, hang on a like anyway, it's just, it's so inconsistent. I don't understand it. Um, the good thing is, is, is in both games, the right team won. Right team won. Um, Sorry, just on the just on the Sharks, just a stat I've just looked up. Since we changed from the McIntyre system in 11, they're only the second team to get bounced out straight sets coming in the top two. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I mean, it's, it's a great stat. I, I just think that, like, okay, very disappointing they lost at home, but that was an epic encounter. It's not like they rolled into week one and just got bounced um, you know, by a, a Cowboys side that, you know... That it's was a very epic. different story if they just happen to kick the field yeah. goal first. Um, oh, Jeez. mate, it's crazy, eh? Just one, one play. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I thought that from a few weeks ago. But I personally think if they would have kicked that field goal first, I think I, I'd probably back them in this week against Parramatta with a week off. Really? I still back Parramatta and I just think that they're bloody... They've got so much to play for. Um but I see what you mean, like the confidence and the momentum and all that kind of stuff. I will say, what's great, that they were like, what, 30 seconds away? 
Like Tamalo, 30 seconds away, and they've got a home finals in a prelim. And everything changes. It, it all the, the entire season is flipped on its head mm. for Cronulla. I will say, though, it's a really good learning lesson as well for them, though, like how important, A, that top four finish is, but B, also like getting that win. Like I know they thought it was important, but now as a, as a squad that hasn't played that much finals footy, they really know the pain. Like they can go... I'm sure a lot of them will look back on that Cowboys game and go, that was it. That was the game that we, we could have changed a lot. Um, so, yeah, I would say if they got beat 38-12 by the Rabbitohs and they had an 80% completion rate, you could be like, okay, beaten by the better side. I think the really disappointing thing for the Sharkies, it's, it's the completion rate at 62% um, and, and the missed tackles as well. And just to compound it, like the Rabbitohs at half time, they were completing at 61% and they were up 18-0. Yeah, yeah, it's that's uh, fucking awful. Do you think they just ran out of gas? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, that's what explains it to me. Oh, I, I personally think the Cowboys would have lost that the other night if the shoe was on the other yeah. foot as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, that 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 pack doesn't run out, and no one runs over a hundred meters except for Dale mm. out of nowhere. Like, and also like for them to get to the position where they are, they would have had a massive preseason, like a massive. It's been a big year for the Sharkies. Yeah. Um, so look. Incredible season. The finals footy is just something they're going to have to work on. And I think, that again, that's just with the recruitment. Like, for example, Fafita is obviously moving on. Wade Graham, you'd have a couple of years left maybe. And then they probably can go into the market and, and maybe recruit one or two that can give them that extra step. Tolman's going as well. So. Yeah, Tolman's going as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.